Sean, can I hear you? What's up, man? What is up, Sean? What's going on, brother? Woo. Uh, pouring some coffee, actually. That's nice. Not going on. Getting my day together. <laughs> how 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 you doing this morning? You getting your day? To, this is early. Uh, technically, yes. For me, this is early. What time you normally get up? Uh, there's there's no ask, telling, man. It's, it's, okay. it really I'm gonna ask the hard questions right off up. the bat. Mm-hmm. It always depends on how late you're 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 up painting. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, I guess I do. Because <laughs> it depends on how much you work. That's work for you. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not gonna lie, man. I've been uh the last since I got back uh, off tour. I've been I've been kind of hiding away at the house over here, just pumping out shirts and and clothing as much as I can. So it's uh it's been a lot of late nights. Technical difficulties over here. No worries. No worries. She, yeah, she, it sure is. Uh, fucking cat. That's what it is. You're gonna have to do some editing, Candy. My fucking cat. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I planned on it. I just wanted to get some of uh, the voice warm up and all that going. Um, I apologize, brother, for anything. No it, worries, it, it, man. It took a minute to get this together, so that's why I guess I'm apologizing for the long hey, process. You know, everything that that's supposed to happen and, and is good for you takes some time, you know. Not there, or it is through that. Perfect. All right. So, less of a word. My fucking cat just pissed on my fucking bed, man. I don't know if she's getting old. It's brand new. Hasn't happened so much. But she's 12 now. Oh, I guess, I guess I have to start paying attention to different stuff, and I shouldn't sound so angry about a geriatric cat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. But let's um let, let me open this up then. Let's really start, okay? I'm going to do a little, a little, um, what is it intro like kind of thing and then we're going to we're going to jump into your backstory and and build your brand through uh exploring the authenticity of it oh great and i'm using that word only because i just got done watching a fucking <laughs> a documentary about about uh von dutch did you see that i have not well i bet it's something worth you watching actually now i think about it because uh Cause you're in that, you know, you're in that stage of building. I, I definitely am, man. Like 100. percent Let me let me try and say I don't want to sound too smart. I don't want to talk about this show, so I'm gonna say this kind of off the record. We still haven't started. Don't respond no. too much. Maybe use it for something, but we got to get right into this. But I do. I will. I'll share this. Uh, three tips that I took from that thing was that this guy says at one point the way to build a brand is to stand for something. Number two, be authentic. Yeah. And that's the most important parts. I think he, he was pointing out about that. As long as you stand for something and you're authentic about who you are, then people will come to it because that shit draws, you know, flies. All right, moving on. Let me let me do the intro. Uh Sean Baker. Yeah. I'm not wrong, right? Not Barker. Yeah, it is Sean Baker, yes, sir. I put it in wrong in my phone at one point. <laughs> so Hey, welcome to Straight to the Point, completely off topic with your extremely amped up host, Kyle Dunn. A little bit too much coffee this morning. Um, and today our guest is Sean Baker. Uh, 
and I'm proposing this idea that as we're sitting around a table at, at, a, at a villain arts convention, and I'm saying, man, I really feel like this. I feel like my podcast is simply a, a, a eye into the world, my world for the world, you know? So like it is a way to see my world and my world's so fucking interesting that I could pretty much just pick any random motherfucker at villain arts and we could do a podcast and it will be interesting. And then somebody says, well, man, you could have all kinds of guests that way. And I said, yeah, pretty much. That's all I do. Well, you were at the table and we hadn't well, met. I was at the table. We hadn't met. And then I have this perfect opportunity to try it out. And the very first thing I, I, I talked to, I said, well, Sean would go on your podcast. I'm like, all right, now I just put my foot in my mouth. Sean may have nothing to say. He might be boring as fuck. I don't know, right? And then the very next thing is I find out that you're launching a clothing brand and it's all hand-painted, beautifully done shirts and other clothing, right? Yes, sir. So we got something to explore. Let's get right into it because what I saw of your work too was top-notch. I'm amazed because I come up with this stupid idea. I can just have anybody on from Villain Arts, but I'm not wrong, am I? Like you're in that circle too. It's an interesting place to be. It's a very interesting place to be. And uh, I will say that you can, uh, you can definitely find some, some very good people and some interesting characters along the way. <laughs> These interesting characters out of like balance the very good people. <laughs> yeah, we'll yes, sir. Yes, sir. You got to have a beautiful balance, you know? The world is that, isn't it? I believe like so. If, if uh, the biggest problem with, say, churches is, of course, the people inside. You know, if you get any group of anybody, you're going to have a large, the majority of them are going to be shit. <laughs> but um, maybe, did I just, man, I'm shitting on every fucking group in the world. I don't know that I'm wrong. I don't really think that you're shitting on every group in the world. I kind of feel like you might be actually giving a lot of groups a little bit of leeway. Yes, because the majority of your members are fucking shit. So I like, agree. hey, you know, the little bit of you that's doing good may be valuable. Um, yeah, villain arts but I will is one say of these though, Hold on, though. Mm -hmm. What I will say on that topic, though, man, that's when you, when you actually meet some genuine people and some good people. That's when you're able to, or if you're a smart person, you're able to appreciate what's in front of you. And by appreciation, then draw more towards or, or be uh, gravitating towards those same things. Exactly. And find that in your life. Then. Exactly. Like, tell me, Sean, how'd you get your tattoo artist first, first and foremost? That's right. Yes. Which is generally a, a, a long room. Any artist that I've known generally somewhere in their life i don't know if it wasn't they were hugged enough they weren't uh some there's some missing part that makes you have the necessity to create agreed or disagreed and if so what's the missing part <laughs> what's your puzzle piece bro man actually i've never heard it explained that way but that's a, that's a very good way of, of kind of explaining it dude <laughs> really you know well, i i see the sideshow acts and uh reggie bug muncher in particular <laughs> she has the and but several of them talk about the necessity for adulation and because of an absence from their parents and i look around and i start saying i think that's everybody and it's all these artists too yeah and, you, you know a lot of these people are you know we need our ego stroked somehow even if we can't take i can't take a compliment but i kind of need it 
I, I honestly, I'm, I'm really bad at taking compliments. Um, uh, that's that that would definitely be one of ooh, a big one for me. Is uh, no, no. Compl- let me give you a compliment, man. You're really you're you are the best at taking compliments. You are the best person I've ever met at taking compliments. I I, I I'm not good at it, man. Is <laughs> <laughs> that hurting you a little bit? I'm really not, man. Like I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that is where 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 a lot of our creativeness, like wanting to create comes from because we do not like taking compliments because we always feel like ah, we have a little bit more to give. We have more to create. We have more to put out there into the world. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. Maybe that could be some of that absentee that we're thought that you were talking about. What, where, uh, where does your art first, where do you first realize you have a taste for it? You know, I'm going to be honest with you. So my grandmother, when I was young, she used to make all of our birthday cards and Christmas cards. And I mean, when I would say she would make them, she would buy the paper, like just get the paper. She would fold everything, stack things on top of each other, you know, background, stuff like that. And she had these little stamps that she would buy and she would stamp them down and paint them really well. And I used to sit there and watch her do that when I wasn't, you know, working and doing all this other stuff and you know when when we were kids growing up we had a lot of chores <laughs> so mm-hmm. whenever we got a chance to get away at my grandfather's house we'd always go to my grandmother's room and watch her you know make these these cards and always doing some sort of art and i kind of like that would be like the first time anything like creative like artistic wise was really put in front of me did, that would definitely be the start, I would say. Did you have a good relationship with your grandma, too, then? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you didn't go to jail or prison? No, actually, you know, I will be honest with you, man. I was uh, I was one of those people, those those kids that were destined to 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 go to prison with the with the, the things I was into and what I was up to. Even um, with the guidance from your grandma, this is statistically an anomaly. Not true. Uh, but it is like 80 percent uh, less likely if you have a good relationship with your grandparents it's like 80 percent less likely to end up incarcerated hmm. i didn't know that I'm, i did not i could that. be making it up man i don't but feel hey, free to trust your it, you podcast know? if you're making shit up they're the ones going to call you on it man not me well that's <laughs> what they used to always say uh or i've heard for so long you know the importance of a of a relationship with your grand grandparents. What was then what destined you for this? What were you running with drugs? You running with the gangs? Oh, oh yeah, man. Uh, selling, selling drugs and, and, uh, just doing a whole lot of bad shit, man. Really like, you know, uh, going out there robbing and stealing and, and, uh, just, just headed down a really bad path, bro. Really bad path. What do you think you, uh, you deserved it? You, uh, or you have, um, or are you falling in with the wrong crowd? Uh, well, what it was is we grew up, man. We didn't really have a whole lot of money, you know. And when you grow up not having a whole lot of money and you want certain things, you know, you uh, you figure out ways to get them. And yeah. selling drugs and doing things like that, you know, where I grew up, and a lot of people in the industry could understand this as well, too. That uh, it, it wasn't easy to to make an honest buck, but it was definitely easy to make a buck. Yep. Once it so becomes I, I easy, then you keep going. Yeah. You, you, what What was your first crime? You figure? 
Do, do you mind getting into it? Oh, I don't give a shit, man. This is all old. I, I, ain't a, I can't get in trouble for any of it. <laughs> but uh, I was young, man. Um, I, what I used to do was uh, always, always, uh, always an entrepreneur, man. Always a hustler. So I, I used to go into the stores, and actually, my first crime was my first business as well. I used to go in and I used to steal candy and stuff, and I would take that back to school, and I would have a backpack and a locker full of candy. And yeah. that's that's how I started, you know, making making money before I was into selling drugs and stuff, you know. Did any of your family know that, that you were doing that? Oh uh, yeah, I grew up with nothing but brothers. So my brothers knew what I was doing. My mom and my mom and dad were around but didn't know. You know what right. I mean? They were uh they were the ones that were always there, man, but they were always working, you know. They just that mm. that's just the way it went, you know. We 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 always had to uh we always had what we needed, you know what I mean? But when it came to those things that you wanted, when you have three or four children, it's, you, you can't always get your children those things. So when you have a child like me, I figure out a way to get it myself. So income level, you're lower income, you're saying then? When your kids uh, yeah, are like up. I said, we always had what we needed, you know what I mean? Uh, don't, I'm not going to try to take away from my parents in any way, shape, or form. That We had a home, you know, we had mm-hmm. we had all that, but it was... It also wasn't easy, man. It also wasn't easy for them. So, and you yourself start out as an entrepreneur. Uh, the same, I, I guess. I, I mean, I should confess the same. I think that was it. wasn't my first job, but it's my first illegal job. I used to have a paper route, and yeah. it was right down the road from my house. I would go and do the paper route, and then on the way back, I would go to the the um the store, and I could buy candy and stuff like that. But man, these people didn't pay on the paper route. Like you had to hustle them and they made you, I'm like a 13 year old kid and I got to hold people up for 45 cents every week. Right. Mm-hmm. But I have this huge bag around my shoulder and I can go into the candy store and man, I just used to play, you know, slipping gums and everything in there. And then I could hustle yeah. that money from the candy. Shame on me. Anyways. um, And then once you learn how to do these things, it seems like a natural progression because especially if you don't have anybody there telling you no, right? So like your brothers, I'm guessing they're kind of be like, that's cool. You know, that's his hustle, whatever. I ain't going to fuck it up. No. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. You know, mm-hmm. we, 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 uh, we realized very young that if you wanted to make money, you had to have a hustle. You know what I mean? You had to, you had to figure it out. There was no daddy's got money to give me to go and do whatever the hell I want type of deal. Now you had to, you had to figure it out. Oh, man you had to you had to come up with some money i think that's it's kind of um the right way and the wrong way right like it's it's the right way that uh that you should have that inspiration and that yeah. drive and that figure it out so you figure the desire first and then you just figure the means out the wrong way is that, that you're not doing it by a means that uh is helpful right like it's not symbiotic like you're not helping you know, the other from somewhere right mm-hmm. i will say that i wouldn't want my children doing the same thing and i and, and i wouldn't want any other child doing the same thing but i definitely in no way shape or form i know it was it was wrong for me to do these things right yeah. but well, at one point it comes it also, to an epiphany i know this because you don't exactly do it now, right? and, it, and it pushes you it pushes you into you you end up having choices in life, you know, and and that that's one of those choices. Now, do do I continue on this path, or you know, do 
do I find a new one or do I create a new path? You know, and for me, my, my, my changing point for me was actually, I had my first son when I was 17 years old and I, I got an ultimatum by his mother and it was, you know, Hey, you can either like go back to tattooing or you can go back to, to, you know, whatever it is you want to do. But if you're going to keep doing this, the baby ain't going to be there. Wait, and, and this was hustling or selling drugs at this point? This, this that was hustling and selling dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was, that was, that was when I got a little bit older. Dope marijuana dope or something more serious? Oh, always something more serious, okay. man. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I ain't trying to get yeah. I, I got it. Like, yeah, dope sometimes, you know, depends on where you're at and what state. This is like, true. Oh, this is selling true. a little bit of green? That ain't no problem. No, but you end up with some real, I mean, it, it's no, it, what is it? If you lay down with dogs, you wake up with fleas. And you get some real fucked up bedfellows when you're dealing with, um, you know, hard oh, drugs yeah. like that. And, and oh, you yeah. end up having that all around your life now. Uh, that's cool of your your baby's your 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 child's mother. I don't mean to say baby's mama. <laughs> I, I guess I already did, and then I said it twice. So I guess I meant to double down. Baby mama, <laughs> but this this beautiful woman who did you this kind favor, birthing your child, taking nine months, and giving you life. This woman also gave you an ultimatum, and that's kind of pretty. That's pretty righteous of her. I agree. I agree, man. Because. Uh... God only knows, man, like where I would have been, you know, and uh, shit, if I even would have been here. Let's let's be real about the situation. Yeah. You know, at you, that time, how was your attitude then? Your mental attitude has to be pretty tough, right? Like you can't. Um, yeah, you got man, ego, at that you point, got bro, pride. I really didn't mm -hmm. give a whole lot. Of, I didn't care about a whole lot. You know, I, re I really didn't give a shit. I knew I was going to end up in prison uh, where I grew up. It was kind of a badge of honor, you know? Yeah. And uh, oh, my God, do I know? Uh, it's uh it's, looking at it now as an adult, man, like I try to teach my kids so, so, so different from what mm -hmm. I learned out on the streets. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, so. Uh, but what yeah, I learned man. was you don't keep any of that. You know what I mean? All those things that you get kind of ill gotten like that, they don't stay around you. No. And the means of which that you get them. Uh, the, you probably remember it, too. The first time, like you're kind of like there's an honor among thieves or you imagine. Right. And then the first time that one of your friends steals the shit that you stole from you. you know? oh, so that, that was always the dumbest fucking saying that I've ever heard. That's like fake it till you make it. Like that's mm -hmm. the, some of the dumbest fucking sayings I've ever heard in my life. Which what one? Uh, uh, honor among thieves. Honor among thieves. And yeah, like I said, fake it until you make it, man. Those, those are, those are, ain't no damn honor among thieves. And you can't fake it until you you ain't gonna make it. You fake it. Yeah, you, there's no. I, I, see, somebody had tried to tell me that a long time ago. You know, when, when in the tattoo industry, and they're mm -hmm. like, you know, I was like, man, I really want to be at this point. You know, I want to be able to do portraits, and I want to do this, and I want to do that. And they're like, man, just fake it till you make it. And I'm like, that's fucking stupid, bro. Like, we, I'm gonna go fuck somebody up right now. I don't. That makes no sense, dude. That doesn't work here, bro. It don't work. <laughs> No, so so you took it a, a way different. Are you doing portraits? Oh uh, yeah, I do portraits as well. Yes. So you took a different approach to it. You're like, well, I'll learn it, so I don't have to fake it. Oh yeah, bro. I uh, I I sat and drew portraits and drew portraits and drew portraits before I would even attempt a portrait. Um, mm -hmm. 
And I mean, I, I drew portraits for years before I even attempted to tattoo one. That's got to make everything easier. Uh, it it does. I would I would say um, when it comes to do, for me, and I don't want to speak on for anybody else because everybody else has a different way of 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 you know uh, establishing their skills in this industry. But uh, for me, man, like if I can draw it. And I can draw it multiple, multiple different times, you know, um, <clears throat> I can then, I can then turn it over and, and, and tattoo it. If I can paint it, you know, it, uh, oil paints, I, I, I believe oil paints are one of the best things in the world when it comes to learning how, how to do color tattoos. And I've heard people it, argue between the two different mediums for that exact. But, yeah, I've heard people argue pencil. Um, well, see, you know, actually, mm-hmm. and, and I, uh, a, a person I watch a lot, a lot is uh, Pooch. And Pooch is mm-hmm. always doing the uh, colored pencils. And mm-hmm. and obviously that's working for him. So you, we can't say that that's wrong. You know what I mean? Right. I do know. Uh, I, I find there's similarities in everyone. For me, I personally love oil paints just because it's too. the smell <laughs> and uh, and the smoothness, right? And then the ability to wait and be like, well, I'm going to give that, you know, half an hour or maybe a day and I'm going to come back and, <laughs> and brush into. Yeah. Well, that also becomes the pain of, of oil, though, too, doesn't it? Uh, it, it does. It, it definitely does. But I mean, I guess uh, I guess patience is a virtue, you know, so mm-hmm. and a bunch of projects on hold. Like uh, there, there, yeah. When when you're oil painting, you you def, you definitely need to have a few paintings. You know what I mean in the mix there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going. Um, let's get back though to switching into tattooing. At this point, when you get this ultimatum, that's what you decided was tattoos. You had already done tattoos. It sounded like. Yeah. So um uh, just on the homie. I ended up, uh, I ended when I was very, I got tattooed when I was very young, which is actually the case for a lot of people I've been noticed, you know, in the industry. I got tattooed when I was very, very young. I was 12 years old. And um, it was a neighborhood tattoo artist, man. You know, the, the homie's dad got out of prison and didn't give a shit and would tattoo any of us. <laughs> His right. No, you know, shit. this and, uh, guy's a piece of shit, though. Let's, am I wrong? Yeah, no, was... he is. No, bro. Yeah, one hundred percent, dude. Like, that's a. Uh... I appreciate him for for opening the door and letting you see some kind of world where you're at now. But that guy's tattooing a twelve year old. Oh yeah, total shit. Parents bro, I consent. To... Really, bro? Hell no. Yeah, <laughs> hell no. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh used my to, God. Bro, I used to take over. I used to take my friends over there when we were young, man, 13, 14, 15 years old. I would take my friends over there to get tattooed, man. And I remember his wife coming home and my homie would have jumped the back wall because if she found out he was tattooing minors, she'd have kicked yeah. his ass out. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's so, on parole. Yeah, he's on fucking parole, man. He wasn't and supposed to be doing that shit. If you're tattooing minors, you suck at tattooing. <laughs> Like if I that's mean, the niche of the on, market like, that you can get, right? You're not good. I don't know, man, because I've tattooed, you know, friends that I went to school with, and I've tattooed their their kids when they're, you know, sixteen. Way different, years old. though. Yeah, but way totally different. different. Right? But I just had to got... clarify that because you know, okay, it's, yeah, you well, know, you're only that. market share of of the market, right? The market of people getting tattoos. If your only market share is people who cannot get tattooed, 
by anybody else, by any legal means or by a respectable uh, technician of that craft, then you're bad. You know what I, I mean? Agree. I agree. I agree. <laughs> At the point I that you're like, agree. that you can't turn away a 12 year old for a tattoo because you need to get that money for whatever. <laughs> was he charging you money? Worse, bro? It gets worse because we didn't even pay him, bro. What we did was we found, I, I found a necklace on mm -hmm. the ground when we were when me and my older brother were walking and he was like man let's go see if uh if oh whoop de whoop over there will give us a tattoo he gave oh us both God. a tattoo for a for a fake ne necklace <laughs> it, it had come on man it was fake i found it on the floor yeah. in the hood bro yeah. it wasn't real uh how how uh what'd you get uh prayer hands on my chest fuck yeah was this your first tattoo First tattoo, man. I was, I was only God was, can judge me, or, or didn't you get the nah, just just just, <laughs> I, just the prayer hands? And why did I get prayer hands? I have no idea, bro. I, I was 12 <laughs> years old. I, to, I shouldn't to, have gotten prayer hands for a kid who just well, I guess you didn't steal the, the necklace, no, but yeah, steal the necklace. Nope, not that time. But religion wasn't a big thing for you, it don't sound like. Uh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't really a big thing, but you know, you know how it goes though, man, when we're running around the neighborhoods and stuff like that, we kind of try to keep things with us or have things around us that, that are supposed to be like some type of good luck. So that's really mm -hmm. what it was at the end of the day, you know, some, some type of, uh, somebody looking out for you, you know what I mean? While you're in the streets type of deal. So, mm -hmm. well, maybe it worked. I mean, we are, here. who knows, who knows? Your your girl gets you into tattooing. You decide that. Well, fuck tattoo. If I can't do this selling drugs, and I can see why she's right, then I will try tattoos. Or was it a long process? Like, no, I'm going to keep trying this. And something else went wrong. What? Yeah. So, uh, I I actually started tattooing when I was really young, like 13, 14 years old. Because once I got tattooed, man, I was like, dude, I really want that shit. Looks amazing. <laughs> that looks like something I want to do. So I'm, you know, guitar string needles and stuff like that when I'm very young, doing shit mm -hmm. I should not have been doing, you know? Maybe we can explain for people by guitar string needles, you mean you were sharpening, sharpening like sharp a, a yes, small sir. E string. You would unravel it first, as I understand. And then you'd mm -hmm. use the inner part and you would sharpen it a little bit and you'd fashion it through a ballpoint pen and then you'd attach it to a motor of some sorts that would have a cam on or you would make a cam sometimes out of an eraser or something glue this whole hodgepodge together with whatever means you have sometimes even just thread and then you would dip it in ink and tattoo with that right yep with that needle just bouncing all over the place did you find good ways to steady it uh yeah so uh, actually the process was and this shows you you know just to, like like the people i was growing up around you uh, you get friends that come out of prison, man, and they they are like, hey, man, you know, try this and do this, and yeah. uh, basically what you would do, dude, is you would take a pen, you blow out the ink out of the out of the pen, you know, get it all cleaned out, and then you could actually use that as your as your steadying point. So you would hook that into the bottom, which would be like a the um a pin, right? You know, like the uh, mm -hmm. the tip of a pin, the the twist, the, the 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 one that turns it off, off on and off. Um, yeah. I I don't know, man. I can't think of what it is. You mean the ballpoint? Anyway. Do you knock the ballpoint out of the the stem? Then this is what I've heard from from others. More, some you know, of the better you can ones. Actually, use um the pencils, uh mm -hmm. the um mechanical pencils, and you take out you take out that like the innards of a mechanical pencil, and that works as well. 
because that it actually has like a base in there that that holds the the uh, lead kind of straight. So yeah. if you push that top of that pin into it, it actually stays pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, um, and not that. And if if anybody's listening now and you're thinking, "Oh man, I'm going to shortcut the system, man. I'm going to go make one of these yeah, things." Good luck. Talking Don't about. do it. And not only don't do it, like you're an idiot. You can buy these things for literally like seven bucks from China and it's easily as good as what you're going to be able to make anymore. Some little kid with like three fingers left, you know, is soldering this stuff together, breathing in the worst fumes. Let them, you know, do that work for you, I guess. Man, that's a terrible thing to recommend. Candy, edit that up. I mean, Um, yeah, I would (laughs) say that it's definitely a better thing to recommend than, than, uh, the way that uh, that I was doing it. Let's just be real. Yeah, there was no real. Um, did you did you ever become concerned then? I mean, you're only 13, but did you ever become concerned concerned about bloodborne pathogens? Nah, man, I I, I didn't care about any of that when Same I was younger. Deal. I didn't I didn't know. I didn't know. Everybody you know, lined you know, it up. Very to uneducated. Yeah, yeah, I was very uneducated. Obviously, when it came to you know the 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 industry and and actually tattooing and stuff there um so my first you know look at the tattoo industry was what can't even say industry i don't want to say that but my first look into tattooing you know that was that was my example and i'm like yeah i definitely don't want to do that shit but you know so and that's one of the reasons i stopped doing it was because i was like man i'm this is i'm not doing anything right here you know what i mean did yeah, you I'm see some good pieces that made no, you see no. that? Or you just saw the stuff that you were doing just wasn't nice anymore. Like you would see it heal or something. What, what, it was, what was going it was on? never, it was, it was never, it was always artistic. I'm going to be real. She was always artistic, but you know, cause I, I was always artistic, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't nothing nice. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. wasn't, it wasn't, the lines weren't nice. There was the shading looked like shit. So I was mm-hmm. like, dude, I'm not going to keep doing this to people like I, I, this is this is wrong. I'm not going to do this no more. And then you decide, well, that's wrong. I should sell, I'm gonna dope sell instead. drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go sell fucking drugs. Why not? I can't believe I'm hurting my homies like this. Let me destroy the community instead. You know, hey, I young know. and dumb, man. I apologize for knowing. Uh, I apologize, <laughs> but I've also paid my time to society for how I had to learn. I wish this hey. stuff was more available, right? Like if if there was, I, I don't know, would you have listened to someone like mm. yourself going back no. and being like, trust, trust me, this is not, this is not no. cool. No, nah, yeah. man, I, I I grew up uh, with a with a with a father that that really did try to uh, put some knowledge into me in a good way, you know, and and uh, mm-hmm. I refused to listen. Um, I was one of those kids that my dad didn't know shit. When in all reality, you know, growing up in being a father myself, man, that was the smartest motherfucker I could have ever had in my corner. I just didn't want to listen to him. Yeah. Yeah. Every single time you go back, like, oh, that, that one checks out. That was right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You Is he still around for you to, to, to oh, let no, him know? My father passed when he was uh, 69 years old. He was, um, he was actually born December 7th, 1941, the day Pearl Harbor was bombed. Oh, man. Yeah. Fuck, that's some auspices on your on your date of your birth. Yeah, no for a shit. long time, like they didn't even celebrate it. 
Oh, dude, imagine you being uh, my grandfather walking around super happy, not even knowing yeah. what happened yet. And well, you like, call oh, up to Chuck E. Cheese. Day. Yeah, yeah this like, is a hey, great you day. Set up a party they're like, wait, day. what the fuck are you talking about, man? This is not a great day. <laughs> we shut down fucking bowling alleys not open that day. You can't fucking have a McDonald's party in Pearl Harbor Day. Yeah, no shit, dude. <laughs> but that's also a hard time to come up in, right? So I'm guessing is that you say he was he and your mom were working all the time. I'm guessing oh, yeah, he was working yeah. to provide. Yeah, so he was ex-military, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he uh, he was actually a frogman in the Bay of Pigs. Um, oh, no shit. Very, very, proud, very proud of the man that my father was. I'm not going to lie to you, man. Very, very fucking proud of him. Uh, hardworking man, uh, worked AC when he got out of the uh, the military, worked AC. Uh, shit. Yeah, That's we had an AC up here, too. Boy what, like spark plug type uh, AC? No, what no, AC, like air, air conditioning units. Oh, okay. HVAC. Right on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You're out there. In, where are you at, too? You're in Texas or Cali? I'm in Arizona. Right in between the two. I was going to guess that. If you just kept leaving me to it, I would have never gotten New Mexico. I just never traveled there enough to think about it. Um, and uh, at any rate, sorry. I'm, I, I digress. HVAC is very important over there. Or, oh, yeah, bro. AC oh, yeah. is very important over there. You guys are like heating. The heating part of the HVAC, we don't really need so much. No, we definitely don't really need the heating very often, man. I guess that's the colloquial difference between Michigan and California. Because out here, every you know, we call it HVC, heating. I don't know, vacuuming and air conditioning. I don't know what the piece for. Air conditioning? <laughs> Must be I've ventilation, never heard right? I've part, man. It's got to be, it's gotta be <laughs> ventilation, yeah. Um, but at any rate... That's because we got we need the heat out here. Uh, you guys only got one season, man. He would he would get some time off then every year, wouldn't he? Uh, right yeah, so fall it's winter time. You know how construction goes, man. If you've ever, I mean, I don't know if you've ever worked construction, oh, yeah. but you, yes, know, you definitely have. You definitely have off time. Well, I figure if you're HVAC, then in the in the fall you start. You know, no one calls you anymore. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, if you're AC. If you were HVAC, you'd still be getting plenty of calls. Our, our, our Michigan guys work work all year. Um, yeah, you're right. Candy's just put me back on point. It's the name of the fuck. It's the name of the show, Candy. It's the name of the show, <laughs> brother. Let's. So now you decide. I ain't gonna do it the way that I was doing it with a ballpoint pen and a machine from an operation game. I'm going to. Inst- did, did you start investing in good quality equipment? Did no, man. I learning? didn't. What I, I actually just. I actually stopped. I uh. I stopped tattooing altogether. Uh. Didn't. Didn't do anything for a while, and uh. I had my son, man, and I had to get. I had to go to work and you know do things like that. And I'm. I'm not gonna lie, man. I fucking hated it, dude. I hated fucking waking up and going to work a nine to five and, you know, getting yelled at by the boss because his fucking lady punked him the night before, you know, I just, I, I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't deal with it, man. That shit fucking drove me crazy, dude. You bounce I, around I, I from a like couple was, of different ones or not? I'm sorry. Just one. You bounce around from a couple of different jobs or just, just oh, one. A, a bunch of different jobs, man. I've done mm-hmm. everything in construction from AC to, you know, electrical, plumbing, tile, uh, framing. I mean, when it comes to construction, man, I've I've pretty much tried it all. Built your own shop then too, didn't you? I'm sorry. Did you build your own shop? You do your own re- refit for your shop? 
No, man, I have. I don't. Okay. I don't have a child. I, I. I still actually work for uh, a friend of mine uh, out here at. Uh, it's called Ink Therapy Tattoo. So oh, yeah, I've been there for for years now. We got a, a friend that has a clothing line, Ink Therapy, as well. Uh, oh yeah. Remember, Sarah Miller had a TV show for a short period too, called Ink Therapy. It's a, it it's a common name. Let's be real. Well, it's a common thing. Like, I'm not going to be mad at you, but I hope I'm not trying to. I hope it doesn't sound like I'm saying it's a diluted product. What I mean is, like, people see tattooing as therapy. Oh, yeah. You and I know it. <laughs> like, how many fucking therapy sessions have you had to give somebody or counseling? That's the one you get the most, right? <laughs> the one the, the one I like hearing from uh, my clients is like, man, you're you're a really good listener. You're a healer. I'm like, yeah, I'm. I- I've I've learned over the years to actually listen to people. <laughs> Man, that's a tough one. I'm learning through this podcast and that only here. If I'm tattooing, I need something to shut me up. You got to put headphones on me or I'm just going to be chewing your ear off. It's terrible. I feel bad for people. Candy sells it. As, she says it's a whole experience. So it's a nostalgia. Truly, I truly, I, you know, I, I, I truly believe that it is our job to give good tattoos, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also our job to give a really good experience because for us, we kind of lose that, that the nostalgia of it as a customer, you know what I mean? They come in and this is very exciting for them. You know, this is a mm-hmm. piece that, you know, even if it's something very small to us and, and we see, we look, we see as just not very fun or whatever else to them, man, it's their grandmother is writing or something like that. So it means a lot to them. You yes. know, and I feel like we, as as artists, we kind of we can lose the fact of the nostalgia before the client, and um, we have to give them some type of experience, even if it is a client that wants you to talk their ear off, man. Fucking talk their ear off. Listen to whatever the fuck they got to say. <laughs> throw your two cents in there, man. Give them an amazing experience, because you can give somebody an amazing tattoo and they won't come back to you. Yeah. You yeah. can give somebody an amazing tattoo and an amazing experience, man. They're telling fucking everybody about it. This is true. I, I and I feel good about that because you kind of justified. <laughs> you kind of justified my tattooing now. So I'm like, good, right on. They didn't pay just for the tattoo. They're gonna listen to my opinions about all type of stupid shit, stuff that don't matter. Well, I mean, for us, for for uh, for them, we are a getaway. You know, we're just. We we are definitely a getaway. We are in a, we are in a nostalgia, man. Like mm-hmm. people escaping pay really the banalities of life. Yeah, and and for us, this is normal. For them, I hate to say it, man, and I hate to even put it this way, but people believe that we are we have this t- some type of like rock star status or lifestyle, you know. And uh, some do. Don't get me wrong, shit. Some do, but for the majority of us, you know, it's it's grind, 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 grind. So. It's very easy, I feel, for us to uh, like like the podcast that we're you know kind of getting lost in going here and there. We we lose that nostalgia as as artists sometimes. Let me put it in a context of I, I see um a, I went to see Foreigner last night, rock band, long like nineteen seventy seven I think was like their first hit, seventy six something like that. Um, feels like the first time is what the so anyways I go and see him and I think. Everybody imagines that this is this hugely glamorous lifestyle. And it's because mm-hmm. in the moment that we see them, they are 
communicating with large group of people. They are riding a super duper high from being the center of that much attention and having this awesome talent to give them all something to share. You know, people are getting through all kinds of different parts of their lives with that music. The, the artist doesn't even understand how they, well, they probably do, but they, the, the breadth of what they do seems huge at that moment. And that's when we see them. However, after that, they got to get on a fucking bus and go start traveling. Even if it's a nice, nice bus by now, they've got a nicer home. <laughs> like, no matter where you're at in the world, your house is usually nicer than where you're at. You know, like that's what we do. We want our house to be nicer. Um, it, even if you're at a good hotel, you still got to pay for every freaking thing. You know, they got the mini bar just taunting you right there. Like, oh, yeah, you're going to pick up these paints. Now you pick them up. They're like weighted, like Indiana Jones uh, intro, you know, They're like, oh, no, you picked up the peanuts. You looked at them to see what the ingredients were. You set them back down. Yeah. But when you touch that thing, we charge you for it. What? <laughs> you may have replaced those peanuts. Well, then they've freaking been replaced. What do you anyway? I'm getting I'm getting pretty far off point. What I mean to say is. If if these rock stars are what we want or what we emulate, we imagine that it's this awesome life. It's not, it's grind. It takes work to be that. And just like when they watch our lives, sometimes we are in any different state, any different week, but it took a lot of fucking work to get there. And no, we're yeah. not sharing the boring parts. Of course not. You know, our Instagram's full of all the fun times and the dinners, but they're, they're well, you know, the hardships, they're they're real you know i uh I, I i when it finally hit me we were me and my brother took my mother to go and see george Strait in concert uh all you know whatever but we were sitting there talking man and my brother looks at me he goes man he goes he's the king they call him the king of country music right he's the king he's like man do you uh. just think about how many kids birthdays and wife's birthdays and 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 Christmas and everything else he had to miss and he had to be on the road working to be able to become the king. The king. Yeah. You know, how much sacrifice he had to make or his family had to make and 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 everything else meant to 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 be known as the king to for so many people around the world to have seen him in concert or anything else. Like how much work he truly had to put in to, to get to grind. that point. I believe it. I hear yeah. it. And, and in this industry, man, this is this is one of the best industries I feel for it because you can talk a good game in this industry, man, and it'll get you far, but it only gets you so far. Yeah. You know, if you're if your artwork is not up to par, if you're if you're you know, it's that shit will show. I ran into a kid that was um that was kind of bragging to me about uh gambling some customer. And not even tattooing him and coming away with, you know, a couple grand in his pocket. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, but it won't last. And I'm also, you know, then you, it's just a matter of time and it's already happening. Like that, and suddenly that, that kind of attitude wears its welcome out. And now you're at the bad end of shit, you know? Yeah. That's, that's to me, that's Whatever disgusting, of it. man. That's disgusting for sure, man. You, uh, you you definitely get what you deserve when you when you when you treat people a certain way like that, man. It's definitely going to come back to you. So bounces around. That karma's real, ain't it? 
Yeah, you know, <laughs> and what's crazy, man, is karma. Karma is, I believe, you know, everybody says karma is one of those things that, you know, comes back and bites you in the ass. But no, karma's you're going to bite yourself in the ass, man. Yes. Like that, that ain't karma, dude. That's your fucking dumb ass. Like, it ain't got nothing to do with karma. Do you then believe as well uh, the good you put in you're getting out? Um, I truly do, yes. Yes. Some of this I'm building up of some sorts because I'm really just, I want to get to the authenticity of your brand. And I haven't talked any about your brand, but I was blown away by what I saw. You have some very yeah, talented clothing. And the ability is there. You know what I mean? This, I, it looks, it, what you do translates on any piece of clothing. Am I wrong? It really does, actually. You know, um, it's because it's all about pattern and it's all about free flow. And the best way for me to, and I, I like to explain it, is controlled chaos. Um, mm-hmm. I go through and I, I have no plan whatsoever when I start a shirt or I start a pair. I have no plan. Um, I don't like to have a plan. I like to just whatever my hand and my brain want to do at that given second is what's going to come out. Will it come you out? You have good? to be pretty bold then to make your first line or stroke. Um. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. I would have to say, yeah, you got to be very got, confident. You just got to yeah. be confident. And just go. And trust the process, kind of. You're confident in the process. Yeah, yeah. I, I've so basically what it is is it's calligraphy. Um, it's calligraphy. Mm-hmm. It's shapes. It's patterns. So I've practiced calligraphy for so long, for so long, and for so long, and and uh, I've done lettering and and things like that. And I've never really don't get me wrong. I like lettering and uh and stuff like that. I love to write, but as far as trying to be like you know a big lettering artist and stuff like that it it never really appealed to me you know it just mm-hmm. I, I it just didn't appeal to me the shapes uh, were but, cooler than the, but calligraphy the letters always appealed to me yeah calligraphy always appealed to me now don't get me wrong i can do lettering and and stuff like that not like uh some of these you know big names out there that's that 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 is what they do that's that's their niche mm-hmm. um i can do lettering but Again, like I said, it was just never really, it never really popped out at me to be something that I really wanted to do. Uh, calligraphy, on the other hand, like as soon as I seen a calligraphy circle for the first time, man, f- fucking mind blown. I don't know if I'm familiar with the calligraphy circle. Oh man, you're gonna up. have to YouTube calligraphy circles, man. I'm telling you, like once you see one of those things, dude. If you if does it look it, like it, um, it, the Lord of Rings writing or something like that around in a circle? And they Lord build the all this up. <laughs> it looks like it belongs on the Lord of the Rings. I, I, I could be wrong. I think I've seen it because the people do it on the floors a lot. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's like a, you, you might start with an actual circle. And then around that circle, you would almost have it. To me, I always imagined it said something. But I never knew where to start. So I never bothered to look. But so, maybe uh, it doesn't yeah. say anything. It's just it's just kind of shapes and colors. Some do, some do, some do say things. Some some do, some don't. Um, I've I've definitely done circles in um, uh, shit, man. I'm I've done, I think it's seven different states now and cities that I've actually done uh, walls in some of the tattoo shops uh, of my buddies, and um, I've done some houses and stuff like that for some people. Mm-hmm. And so I've done some with that actually have lettering in them, and they say something. But for me, the the fun of it comes from just free flowing. 
So yeah, I can yeah. definitely do lettering and, and and if that's what they want, but it's to me like I said that's not Well, it seems like you're almost unexcited about it. Can I can I give a reason why I get unexcited about lettering and see if it if it resonates with you? When I see lettering in a tattoo or even on the street, right? Anywhere that you see it, if you can read it, it is now not as much art is it is now a thought that you can process and you'll take away with you and you'll think about it. And maybe it, it has something, maybe you get something from it rarely ever, to be honest, because it's not like some inspirational quote, you know, it's not like a cat hanging onto a tree branch and tells you hang in there or a frog choking out an ostrich as it's swallowing it, you know, it says never give up, whatever. It's not that um, the lettering then in any tattoo, at least it becomes what, it steals so much from the actual image, from the ability for the person who's watching it to interpret that and then have a, a, a feeling of their own uh, interpretation, you know, as opposed to now when you put the lettering on it, the wording, it means that one singular thing. And then the other person walks away without even inter engaging with that person, at least in tattoos. I find it when there's lettering involved, the, the conversation doesn't necessarily start as easy as if it's just a drawing or something that the other person can then interpret, find something individual, you know, for them in that art. I would definitely say yes. Once you, when, when you, when you do lettering, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, how do you, how, how do I say this? Right. Let me, let me make sure my brain's working and functioning mm -hmm. right here. Um, it's like an egotistical piece of poop. This, says, uh, this is my poop. In, in, I, in, in, in lettering tattoos, like if you're doing them, like you know, big sleeps and 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 flocks and those big dudes, man, that, that shit is fucking beautiful, man. Like mm -hmm. the, the the flow of it, like I love the flow of lettering. Like I think the the flow of 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 lettering, if you're doing it right, it it, it can tell a story. Um, yeah. But it um, makes those words art. Right. But what I've learned is I hit a bigger demographic when it comes to the patterns. So now let me let me do a shirt that says Kyle Dunbar. Now, you're going to like that shirt and whoever knows you is going to like that shirt. But everybody else is going to be like, cool. It's that, yeah. that looks cool. I mean, means nothing to me. It means nothing to you. But, but you if you show them an image pattern, that means nothing. It means something. That means that 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 means nothing but just 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 pattern and, and whimsical and 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 just fun. Yeah. I, I I'm I'm okay. A perfect example. I'm selling. I I've, I've got all of these. I got 200 shirts ready to take with me on the last tour that I went. Mm -hmm. So I have 200 shirts with me. Um, I'm selling them to artists, everything like that, you know. And one night, you know, I'm sitting uh, down having dinner at the the, the hotel bar. And a lady stops me. She's, you know, we get to talk and everything. She's in her 60s. Uh, she's a traveling teacher that, you know, regardless, she's a traveling teacher. She's in her 60s. She stops me. She wants to know where I got my sweater at. And I'm like, well, I actually made this. That lady bought a sweater and a T-shirt from me down at the damn diner down at the bar at the yeah. hotel. Now, that would have said, you know my clothing brand on it she yeah. wouldn't have she, maybe she wouldn't have stopped me but the fact that the flow of it caught her attention 
You know what I mean? It's catching yeah. a, a tattoo artist's attention. It's catching the 64-year-old grandma's teacher attention, and she has to buy it. You know what I mean? If it's hitting those demo from one demographic to a huge different demographic, <laughs> yeah. you know you got something good. And it's yes, I love it. I do. I follow. I I I get it because um, I think, and your shirts do this. I haven't seen as many. I just you, who was it? Al had one on that night. Yeah, that was fucking awesome, and it was awesome, and you saw right away. And then I've I've seen your other lineup after that that you had at the show, but um, the 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 shirt without any meaning, without lettering or whatever, then it allows the person the wearer. I believe, right? I believe it allows the wearer to then be the star. Do you follow me? Like if you yeah. have the lettering, if it says American fighter or something like that, the fighters are the star. Or if it has under armor, right? Or and Nike or anything like it's not you. that's cool. You're using this other thing that other people have determined is cool to try and say, I'm cool. I fit in. And instead this flips that from I fit in to you wish you fit in like I fit in or I don't need to fit in like I am that I don't need Under Armour I don't need a Nike to make you think that I bought into this status of cool I have this awesome and now your pieces mostly are you are you printing these yet because really I mean that's where the money it seems like it should be but at the same time there's a huge authenticity in designing your your one-off shirts well see this is this is a uh, this is this is the plan i guess i'll sort of put it this way mm -hmm. so i started off uh doing them all by hand um every single one's done by hand whether it's a uh, bleach painted or it's painted with actual fabric paint onto a shirt and then pressed on so that it stays that's the process but so mm -hmm. it started off as that you know and and I noticed on the road, because um, that was uh, basically, man, I've only been doing this clothing brand for probably about three to four months now. Um, it's that new. It's uh, and it's it's I've sold already over three oh, close to close to 300 shirts. But anyway, in three months. So that's 100 shirts a month on average. It's been growing on pace, too, or that would make me. It's getting bigger and bigger as I go. Um, I uh, uh, I've noticed that as soon as I post something, if I post just one shirt at a time, they they mm -hmm. uh, they they shit, bro. They don't even make it a couple of days. So, um, but I have learned being on the road and stuff. You know, not everybody can afford a hand painted shirt as much as they might want one. They can't afford it. You know, let's just be real. Like, mm -hmm. who has you know anywhere from fifty to a hundred and fifty dollars just for a for a t-shirt or a sweater yeah. right so i do want to start making and doing the pressings the press like pressing them so that they could be more affordable for everybody so that so that there's levels to it you know there's there's uh the hand painting ones that are 50 there's the hand painting ones that go all the way up to 100 you know but then there's also the 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 pressed ones and then the, the i hate to say like you know mass production ones but there'll be the mass production ones coming soon that'll that'll be more affordable, you know. Right. So um, that way I'm hitting every demographic. So I got that guy that's walking by that only wants to spend twenty dollars on a shirt. Well, I have a shirt in your price range, 
of course you're not you know you're not getting the the the, the ferrari for a honda price but you know I, I got a little honda over here for you too brother you know is so, there a concern that that uh that that waters down the strength of the other or is there uh the idea that maybe that actually like strengthens it, up the other i feel like it strengthens it so mm -hmm. what it does is now you have people that are like well damn he's got all the mass-produced ones but i have i have a one-off original like i feel like that that pushes and elevates that that much more now i could be wrong but hey shit this you, is the way i'm running it you know what well, i mean do you sign how, how can i know do you sign your uh your designs that you want off at all um, so I used to, uh, so all the ones that are out and about right now that I, that I've already sold, do not have any type of, besides the actual uh, design don't have my markings. Um, all of the new shirts, all of the new shirts, I have, uh, sweaters that I'm making. Um, I started doing shorts for guys, uh, everything that I'm making right now, it, it all has that it's an AP for artistic perception. So it has it in the design somewhere. Okay, which is your clothing brand then? Yes. I should have probably asked. <laughs> A little bit slow and behind on that. Um, I don't. I, to me, it makes sense that of course it could weaken, but if you have the ability to, uh, if if it still has status, right? If there's a status and an authenticity that comes across on your one-off, so you wouldn't, then you wouldn't take some that you've already designed and then mass produce that now. No, no, I will not do that. Which I imagine is for the same purpose, right? Those people bought that as a exactly. one-off and they get to wear it out until it's fabric isn't even left over. And, and, and I've actually got from a lot of people uh, that from what I'm understanding is they're wearing it a few times and then they're actually hanging it up, like putting it on the wall because it is still art. You know what I mean? It's like, yes. it's, it's not just a t-shirt. So even when, well, that shows know, something about their faith in your product and your company, right. And you as a person, because that's what your company kind of is. It's one offs from you. So that tells me that they say, this is valuable. I expect you and your stock to rise considerably. And even if this wasn't someday a huge price, it will always be big to me. It's a personal thing now. Yeah. Yep. It's fucking everything, really. really when you get in, at, when at you get into uh, clothing, mm -hmm, that's it, it's exactly. It. Are you going to try and design clothing too, or are you just doing the the designs on the clothing? Or, also, or you right gotta... now I'm just doing the designs on clothing, but it's definitely something that. Uh, I want to, I want to kind of like get into because I have visions of how things would look better on, you know, if I did it on this type of a pair of pants or this or that. But if I can design that pair of pants myself, and then make sure that my, my 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 brand is on it as well, like that would that would be pretty damn cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then you're controlling both aspects. At one point, exactly. I imagine you're coming to limitations of the clothing, and in the case that you could design the clothing. Now you're, and also then you get to invite me to the fashion week in, in cans or whatever. I don't know. Is that where it's at? <laughs> where? Oh, cans. I don't even know where cans is. I know. It's I, don't, I don't either. I was like, where the hell is that? Well, we got to learn, bro. Cause this is your world now. 
This is where, where this is the success that I see. Just uh, when when you get private plane plane flown out to wherever the rich people show off their designs, it's probably London. Let's say it's London, right? New York. Just invite the kid along. I want a press pass. That's what I'm asking. Send well, me a press pass. I'll you, show man, When that when that actually happens, when that actually happens. See, this is this is the not the end goal, but this is this is the main goal. Yes. This this brand, my tattooing, all of this is going to end up getting me to a point to where I can open up a nonprofit. The nonprofit that I actually truly really? want to do, man, is I want to bring kids in off the streets like that was like me. Like this is this is a huge goal of mine. And I want to be able to give at any time of the day for them to come in, learn art, learn any, you know, even if they if, if it's people that do music, man, they can come in and teach kids music, whatever. But I want to give kids a safe place, man, that they don't have to be running the streets and they can come in and learn a skill that can truly like we make we make good money, man. This is a good career. We can you can really do something good for yourself. And who knows, man, maybe I might spark the next generation of of pooches and 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 these big names. And, you know, Dude, what I, mean? I, love and, this. And, and, I do. I Dude, might to, actually spark something in my bro. heart, man. I feel like so, all the time if if I had been if if I had been more aware that tattoos was a possible outlet, I don't know that I ever would have sold cocaine. I don't think you know? I would have either, bro. If I would have noticed when I was younger, like what truly was behind and what 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 was in front of me, and you know, I I, I might have gone about things a different way, you know. Because um, you said that you said I, this is the way we knew to do it. We didn't know. Yeah, we didn't ways. know shit. Yeah, but, we didn't but, know and, anything. If somebody were there to be like, Kyle, man, you know, you really got a talent here and this can make you money. Let me show you some people that are currently making good money doing this thing. And you could change your direction instead of trying to find out ways to run these streets. You know, so you could be doing to be, a, to be a positive influence, man, and a positive force for a kid, man, that doesn't really have a positive force around and and. And you through can art too, it sounds right. Through, I mean, this is through, the part that you know because that yeah, exactly. That's what we know. This is how we create. This is how this is how we 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 express ourselves. Like every shirt, man. Every shirt that I make, man. That's 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 me closing everything off, man, and letting my 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 soul and my artistic just value just go. And and that's for me, man. Like. That's what saved me besides my children. Of course, that's what mm -hmm. saved me man, was 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 being able to express myself through art and everything else, because growing up man, I never knew how to express myself. I didn't really know. I, I didn't. You know yeah. what I mean? So being able to take art and express yourself. It's a beautiful thing, man. It's fucking beautiful off topic from kind of where we're going. But did you find yourself as you became more um involved with art and you were, you were actually seeing this as your direction now do you find yourself changing considerably too as the way you interacted with other people your community less i'm guessing less hardened more loving um yeah i would say yeah um i would say age had a lot to do with that shit you know what i'm saying uh you know being being humbled in 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 certain areas and i hate using that word humble but using that you know you it, it just the the people that you meet over the over the years and the stories you hear you know what i mean they you 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 kind of realize man that 
not it's not everything that you've gone through in life and everything else like that is a reason to be pissed off and and everything else, man. Like regardless of what happens, bro, you can you can actually you can actually have a good life and be fucking happy, bro. It's all it's it's your choice, you know. So yeah, I guess yeah. You, I guess I could say yeah for sure, bro. Like it's definitely it's definitely made me over the years. Uh, I've always treated people good because it just that's just the way I was raised, you know. I don't I don't yeah I don't like fucking people over treating people bad, but yeah yeah I'd have to say <laughs> that, that definitely is a yes. That was that you one I had to think about for a second, man. Like I didn't I, I really had to think about that one. Well, I, I feel like the more in touch people are with any creative part, then they also have more self-esteem. And when you have more self-esteem, you can stand up against the pressures of, you know, peer pressures of sorts that might. Man, when I was running, I, I wasn't I don't think I was running hard. I shouldn't make it sound like I was gangbanging and stuff, but it felt good to do bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and it felt like you were so cool because of it. You know, I remember smoking cigarettes and if a car would pass by, I was I was walking down the road or something. If a car would pass by, I was trying to take a hit off that cigarette. And I was thinking this made me realize what a bitch I was actually about cigarettes. I was thinking, yeah, I hope there's a kid in there that sees how cool I am right now. <laughs> Blowing my lungs out, killing myself. I'm so dope, man. You should be me. Um. It was a prideful but there, thing. But that goes back to that beautiful point of misguided youth. You know what I mean? And and we, uh, me growing up, man, a lot of the people that I that I looked up to, they didn't have my best interests at heart. You know what I mean? They they uh, mm. they want to use you for certain things, or they want to try to manipulate and manipulate you because you're young into doing certain dirt and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, to where, you can get off on some of that stuff, and they know it. You can run this right. across town. So to have again, once again, man, positive being a being a, a positive influence for a kid, you know what I mean, bro. You you never know who the possibility. We, we never know who we talk to or who we're gonna touch. You know what I'm saying? Well, how who we're much, gonna inspire? If you could inspire, if you could direct and help children in, in this in this way with these nonprofits, that you could intervene where you might see somebody going wrong, as you yourself felt you, you had gone wrong as a child, and you give them this outlet then you would most likely, I'm guessing, you're also going to bring them into the possibility of making T-shirts through your brand that would be that charitable cause of source. I mean, this is the way, charitable causes need to make money still. You know I mean? They need to fund themselves. You might need to spend all your money, but uh, this gives, if there were a shared commission basis of source, if you were able to teach children who who, um, normally might be out gangbanging to come on in, this is how we design T-shirts, and then have a market on your webpage for for those children's T-shirts. I mean, fuck, people give to save the kid funds. Uh, you know, you just have a have a kid that's hungry, and and they'll give that kid money. Now they actually yeah. get a T-shirt, and it's one off, and they support that kid. They could become involved with their lives. I mean, I, I imagine that's a part of your your vision already. Is is that something you saw or thought that you might be able to help enrich kids through this nonprofit too? Yes, definitely. So it's not only just to kind of keep them off the streets, but it's to give them, like I said, a skill set, give them something that truly, and and show them that, like you know, because like you said, man, you never knew that there was a there was a a path here, there was a career yeah. in, in 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 tattooing. Neither did I. You know, I I never knew it could be what it is to, to, for me today. So 
again, like I said, it's just that spark. It, who knows who you spark, whether it be from for tattooing, whether it be for T-shirts or, you know, not even that, just just the business aspect of it. Like, you never know, yeah. man. Something there might be a young manager out there. Right. Well, shit, they might end up opening their own business and become fucking millionaires, billionaires. Who, You know, again, you never know who you can who you can help along the way, man. And, and hey, dude, all I got to say is if, if I can keep my kids on a straight and narrow and, and, and inspire them and also inspire other people to do things. Man, I, that's, that's a pretty good life, man. That's 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 a pretty fulfilling life. Well, brother, you're inspiring me. So let me do this. The hardest part of my show is to switch the tables and put you in the control seat for a minute. Let you ask me any hot button questions that you might have in your head for me. Um, so let me do that before we end, because this is awesome. What you got for me? Anything you'd think of? Shit, uh, now I got to ask you questions. It's the way it works. Yep. They see, it's, it's actually <laughs> hard. I say it puts me in the hot seat. But I think I don't like doing it because I recognize that it's tough to ask questions sometimes. And so I'm really putting you in the hot seat, ain't I? That's what it seems like. So, That's what it seems. Now, now you're making my how's brain that warm work. Seat feel? Yeah, see, now um, you're making my brain work, man. I don't, I don't like this shit. Any questions <laughs> about the podcast? Any questions about, uh, you know, tattooing uh, my, my own past? I don't know how I relate with the sky. You know, I will. Uh, so how long have you actually been uh, a part of the industry? How long have you actually been tattooing? 27 years, but not a part of the industry. The first was, you know, I was um, 18, I think 19 when I first did my first tattoo with a machine. Mm -hmm. And like 13 when I did my first tattoo with a penitentiary machine. Not that I was locked up, but my brother came out and he was like, let me see the operation game. Operation game never worked again. And uh, he had <laughs> a bent toothbrush and an ink pen that he poked mm -hmm. the hole out of. There's different methods that he had to make it sturdy. You know, that's why they always interest me because he had one method. And then, um, you know, you go into some, some tattoo artists are really cool like that to where they will either buy scratchers equipment just to get it off the streets and then shadow box it. Or they uh, maybe have some left over from their own career that was sentimental because it was like, no, nah, man, that was an expensive Walkman. If anybody knows what a Walkman is anymore. <laughs> I, I've uh, used a few of them. It's you know, to make machines. Nowadays, um, no Walkmans. So I think they have to use like, what is it? Haircut and things. Clippers, right? Big, I don't even know ass. how the hell they would even do that, dude. I don't even, I, that, even <laughs> you're like, Kyle, I don't even want to consider it now, too. That's a, that's a long time ago. I'm not trying to remember that. Well, they do the incarceration. Have you heard of it? There's two of them now, two uh, conventions inside of old prisons. Oh, shit. No. You haven't, how cool would it be for some of us to get together and go and do some single needle shit with some fucking, with some fucking Walkmans, you know, uh, I, I, I want to try and sell it as a package deal to somebody who wants this, right? They're like, if you want the prison experience, depending on the package you buy, like we'll go right down to having a guard come by and bust us. You know, you can get all frisked up if that's the shit you're into. You know, you get a cavity search with this, with this tattoo experience. I don't know, man. You better be careful with that one. That one sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> uh, no, man, come on. Now in this day and age, man, we, we can get lawyers to write a paperwork. 
You know what you're signing on for. This thing is advertised as having a cavity search attached. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't try and act like you don't like it, you fucking weirdo. I ain't getting one. We skipped that part. I'm I'm just I'm just here to provide the service. You know what I mean? I don't know. I I guess it's negotiable. This is this is is all coming out of your brain right now, brother. So Yeah, well, I've often said, you know, for two two million, I would I'll I'll take one for the team. Um I used to say for one million, but someone pointed out inflation, a lot of different aspects to me. But yeah, man, uh, two million. I take one the for money the money or something else. <laughs> well, my wife warned me about it. See, I, I, you know, the joke gets to be the proposition, you know, the indecent proposal kind of stuff. And uh, I was proposing it to her in in a whole different fashion. She's 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 funny, so she cuts me off at the pass, and she just proposes it as though what I'm proposing is for me that I'm getting fucked by some rich millionaire, right? And she says, well, number one, what I'm going to tell you, Kyle, is better show me the money. I bought to see it in cash before things get started. And number two is, Kyle, uh, for a million bucks, that's a lot of ass fucking. I'm going to, ex- ex- you're going to want to have a lot of ass. <clears throat> and other than that, she said, you know, <laughs> you're going to prepare the way. Our kids are going to college. We got house funds. <laughs> We're going to have some trust fund babies after you get done with that. You can repair from a lot of things, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, it still doesn't sound appealing to me. No, no, not appealing. With the money, no, no. <laughs> you ain't about it? I mean, it's financial Hell security. no, it still doesn't sound appealing to me, brother. I'm sorry to say. Who is it? Robert Kurosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He pointed out a lot of people just say the funniest things. Like, they don't want to, they, they won't clean toilets. And he doesn't think they look at it the right way. He's like, well, I don't want to be a landlord because I don't want to have to clean toilets, you know, to be a millionaire. And he's like, that's a stupid thing to say. If you could clean toilets to be a millionaire, be a millionaire. Yeah, but you can get fucked in the ass to be a millionaire. Doug. I mean, you know, it doesn't sound like a fucking million dollars <laughs> I want. I'm going to go ahead no. and keep pushing the shirts over here and let's, we'll see how that goes. I'm sure I could buy myself a steam back. No. <laughs> It seems like it's for sale nowadays. I don't know. I'll let you know when it comes. So far, the propositions are not rolling in for this uh, recently hemorrhoidectomied uh, booty hole. Um, it so what that... you're telling me is if I see you mm-hmm. spinning excessively, then I know what happened. <laughs> if you see me driving a Lambo. I, okay. Okay. Either either my podcast is really taken off or I made it to Vegas and I met my Robert Redford. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have some questions for you then. <laughs> it will depend on how much I can sit down in it, right? You'll see me like ease down into just a second, man. It takes me a second to sit down in. Yeah, All right. Yeah. With that, I can see that, that I've definitely stayed too long and said, no, I got definitely I've said too much. You, part. Okay, yeah. Yes, I got yes, one absolutely. more question for you because, because the show is, is one of those things that's either – is very controversial to some. It's 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 one of those things that people think are was the most amazing thing that happened to the tattoo industry. Um, with you being on the show, for one, how did it amp up, or how did basically how did it affect your career, good and bad? And do you regret anything? Like, do you regret being on the show, or would you do it again? I have one regret from it i would definitely do it again i have one regret um but i'll get to that in a minute the thing that is i would definitely recommend it to anybody i think just like everything you get into it or out of it what you put in 
right? And if you, after our first season was done with the show and I didn't feel so confident, I should really say after the, the second season, it really hit my my ego. You know, I didn't make it far. Um, I wasn't going there really egotistical. But the second time, there was like, so you're saying there's a chance. Nah, there's not a chance. You know what I mean? Then they pulled the rug mm-hmm. up. Well, or I do because of my, you know, I can't meet the day's challenge, whatever. Um, that was that was an awesome part it, it, for, for me to have the rest of the world experience with me, right? You get out of it what you put in. My first, for a couple of years there, I got, my ego really got beat up a little bit. I did not, not for nothing. I think this happens to a lot of people. You see, after they see themselves on a, on a, some, some large apparatus like that, they make a physical change. You know, they'll lose weight. Or me, I started doing testosterone. I was like, man, my shoulders look way small. <laughs> and then uh, I don't know what it was. I just, now I'm bald because of it. So way to go with your choices, Kyle. Um, but there's, there's this ego part that I had to suffer through for a while. Until I realized that I wasn't trying to get out of it anything. I wasn't trying to put anything into it. It was like I was trying to let the Ink Master part die off. Because I didn't finish where I would have liked to have been, where I don't have as many good memories associated with it that satisfy my ego. I wasn't taking this thing that I was given by life and really using it as the tool that it is. And at one point in that, I made a change. And that's when we started this podcast. I was like... This, there's got to be a resource, an outlet for me that's magnified now because of this that I can use. And as I've been using that, it's been fucking even more awesome to have been a part of it, have this little popularity, to be able to share your story, so many other people's stories with people that might not you know, walk into that or, or might not know about it. But now because of the show and the little bit of popular there, I can shine a little bit of light places that I like. It's fucking awesome, man. Um, I, I, if anybody goes on it or if anybody's even struggling with it, uh, I, I know mystical sometimes struggles with it about like, um, about just saying, Hey, I'm an ink master. Like in the mm-hmm. end, nobody fucking even remembers who won. You can say, I'm not saying you should don't be a liar, but you can say I won that shit. And people won't know the difference. Sometimes I say that. I mean, I correct myself. I don't try and let that go for too long. I'll tell them I won. And they're like, oh, I remember. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does. No one cares who wins that shit. It's a fucking commercial for me to use now for whatever purpose. And I suggest anybody that does ever you've given in life. Sometimes, in most cases, the thing that you think is your worst thing, right? That's actually your best thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be what God gave you to separate you from, the, from, from everybody else. You know, your, uh, your hair, fuck, I don't like my hair. Fuck. It's your best shit. <laughs> you know, you're, you're like your ears like too unique. Oh, my ears are sticking out there. It's a fucking awesome trait. You get to have them ears. You motherfucker. Just think how you can hear shit. Go work in the satellites or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I know this. I know that I, I don't necessarily believe in these higher powers. But I don't not believe in them, right? I was well-trained to believe in them through all the churching I had to do. And uh, those things that we imagine to be our weaknesses are so often actually our strengths that I, I see it resound, you know, over and over again. I hope the rest of the world does too, I guess. Um, so 
if you think you uh you don't have it right like at one point i was like man but you never won you know what a sad thing for you you tried twice failed both times get a shot at redemption you can't keep your anger in check because this guy's a fucking bitch and uh now you look like a bigger hoe so those are the the regret that i still have is number one when uh nunez came to me and I, and he says um so he says, are you doing as good as Scott? Are you doing as good as sausage? And I'm like, I should have said, so you're saying I'm in third place, but I never did. Instead, I tried to push him. That, that's a regret. I wish that I came with my mental game, mm-hmm. but I was broken. But whatever, in the end of it, uh, all of that was a ride that everybody got to take with me and everybody in the world identifies with somebody not giving them their due credit. And from that, it became one of the biggest storylines of ink master ever, because this guy's clearly being ridden down by this guy. Matter of fact, he's even ridden him down so much that he's had to start making excuses for the way he's treating him saying Kyle performs better when I'm hard on him. And it's like, well, I don't think you're right about that. I think you've made a grave miscalculation because here is Kyle and he's pushing you and you're riding him. I don't think that, that he is performing like you. And then against his own argument, like to me, it, the level of insanity was there when I realized that he says Kyle performs better when I push him. But yet he had been pushing me. Um, he had been pushing me. And I had not performed better. I kept performing worse. So obviously, I call bullshit. Yeah. But, brother, uh, now I'm talking way too much about myself. Thanks for putting me on the hot seat. I'll appreciate it. Um, With that, I know I've stayed too long and said too much because I got to go actually look at a, at a venue here for a tattoo convention that hopefully is coming up. Brother, thanks so much for being a part of this. No, nah, man. Thank you for the opportunity, bro. I, I truly appreciate it. Uh, this happened, like you said, man, over you guys walk, you and your wife walking in, which is, she's an amazing person as well. It was amazing meeting you. I know you're back there. Um, but this all started as you guys sitting down and, and a conversation sparked up and, and James Webster is a good friend of both of ours. And he was the one that kept to the, hey, Sean, put Sean Baker on your show. Sean Baker will get on your show. Sean Baker will definitely get on your show. So I definitely have to think my boy as well you know what i mean for for throwing awesome. out there and, and helping me out with that opera this opportunity you know so you Let know say it, that to it, others too if you think you got anything you want to talk about man that's what my podcast is this for if we got any kind of uh same mutualities hit me up let's see if we shouldn't put something together certainly if you're a part of the ta- tattoo traveling groups you know because we all we got that life there's something that there's something that we share that uh that we'll have fun talking about Brother, thanks so much for being a part again. I do really gotta gotta leave. I'm gonna text you up, and we're gonna we're gonna post a bunch of links of your work. So I'm gonna start asking you for that too here in a minute in the text message and stuff. Okay. Take care, yeah, Sean. Okay. We'll talk to you. Oh, soon. Yeah, brother, I appreciate you guys. You guys, man, have a good day, bro. And shit, maybe we can do it again. Yes, absolutely. We will check back right, in brother. when you're on the th- when you're up to a thousand, when you're up to ten thousand, and then again when you're up to a hundred thousand, and then. When you got the fucking, when you got the nonprofit, man, I look forward to checking in with you, actually. Talk to you soon. Hell yeah, brother. I appreciate right, it, bro. Well, we definitely got to stay in contact. Right. Yes, sir.